Hey, Janet. Hey, Kent. Did you know that the Secret Service isn't allowed to yell, get down anymore, when the president is about to be attacked? Why? Because now they have to yell, Donald Duck! (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Welcome to Manny vs. Mommy. I beat you. I'm Janet. I'm Kent. Okay, so we're starting off with three things. After our um, obligatory dad joke, I want to know three words or short phrases that describe the coldest you've ever been. Middle of winter, heater broken, icicles. Out the nose is what I'm imagining. (laughs) Icicles hanging from your nose. No clarification. Okay, so um, Minnesota, December, four layers, left the airport chilled to the bone. When it's humid and it's cold, it's miserable. There's no getting warm. Wind chill factor in places. I'm like, uh, nope, couldn't do it. I grew up in St. George. It was the most amazing weather. So this week I thought we could try something new. Okay. I'm always down. You know how I love scrolling through Facebook. You do? It's not just when you're going to the bathroom. You can do it anytime. On like your Mac? On a computer at, at work? No, who does Facebook on a computer? I'm talking phone. Uh, like when you're I in line. I do. I do it at work now because it's so much easier and my work allows it. <laughs> Oops. Hope nobody from work listens. <laughs> my work allows it, but anyone from work, don't listen or don't tell. Right. <laughs> but it's really good if you're like in a grocery line and you need to kill some time or the yes, cashier tries to yeah. talk to you. You just pull out your phone and you just <laughs> scroll through. But I thought it'd be fun if we could just randomly pull news articles. Or just just something one that someone's from a posted. feed? Yep. And we can read it and kind of discuss it. So this one I thought was actually really interesting. Some of them I want to do kind of humorous news articles. Yeah. But this one I really liked. It's entitled, New Research Shock Scientist, Human Emotion Physically Shapes Reality. Ooh, so it's like a deeper one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get ready for a deep dive. Is it a long article or are we going to read it? Um, yeah, I'm going to read it. It's not too long. You can see I'm kind of scrolling through. It just ends right there. Yeah. So feel free to interrupt me as I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just kind of go through and see. I like interrupting. What? No, go ahead. Okay. You're going to start reading. I was waiting for you to try and interrupt me. And then there'd just be dead silence there. Okay, so the article goes... No, that was the point, is that I was going to interrupt you I know, and I wasn't going to let you. (laughs) You can't take my power. (laughs) I just interrupted you. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) I'll interrupt with good stuff. How about that? Three different studies done by different teams of scientists proved something really extraordinary. But when a new research connected these three discoveries, something shocking was realized. Something hidden in plain sight. My favorite kind of hidden. So this website is lifecoachcode.com. And this was posted February 26, 2017. And I don't see an uh, author's name. Okay. Human emotion literally shapes the world around us, not just our perception of the world, but reality itself. In the first experiment, human DNA, isolated in a sealed container, was placed near a test subject. Scientists gave the donor emotional stimulus, and fascinatingly enough, the emotions affected their DNA in the other room. Yes! 
This is this idea of quantum entanglement. Have you heard anything about it? No. That, that may be the testing that they're referencing. So they've done studies on colonies of bacteria and things, and they separate them. They're the exact same type. They came from the same colony. They separate them by time and space, right? So as they're separated, they, they do one change in the environment in one colony, and within seconds it affects the other colony. And they see the exact same response to the change in environment. So that, I think, is that idea of it affects you. The way emotion affects you affects every part of you, even if that DNA is disconnected because those cells were already connected. And so they can't ever be disconnected, even by time and space. Sounds like hocus pocus to me. Physics, man. Physics blow my mind. In the presence of negative emotions, the DNA tightened. In the presence of positive emotions, the coils of DNA relaxed. Hmm. The scientists concluded that human emotion produces effects which defy conventional laws of physics. In the second, similar but unrelated experiment, different groups of scientists extracted leukocytes? Leukocytes? Leukocytes, sure. White blood cells. Why don't they just say white blood cells? <laughs> From donors and placed them into chambers so that they could measure, so that they could measure electrical changes. In this experiment, the donor was placed in one room and subjected to emotional stimulation, consisting of video clips, which generated different emotions in the donor. The DNA was placed in a different room in the same building. Both the donor and his DNA were monitored, and as the donor exhibited emotional peaks or valleys, measured by by electrical responses, the DNA exhibited the identical responses at the exact same time. Ah, see, that's so fascinating. Space and time are an illusion. But what connects them? Quantum entanglement. If a, Here's the thing. I like to think of it even on a bigger scale from our communities, our families, our people that we interact with all the time are our community. And so if there's ever been connection, that connection can withstand the construct of space and time. You can remember your grandfather, right? No. My dad's mom died before I was born, and my dad's dad I met when I was like four, but I don't remember. Do so you remember your grandmother you watched the Golden Girls with? Yes. Okay. So how far away is she right now in miles, would you guess? Uh, she's in Bountiful, so 40 miles maybe. Okay. And that's how long to drive? Almost an hour? Almost an hour, yeah. Yeah, almost an hour to drive there. So time-wise, you're separated by that much. Distance-wise, you're separated by that much. The idea is if you have an emotional response that connects to someone whose cells you've been connected to, because you guys are connected by blood, right? Mm -hmm. Then the idea is that it can have a response in her. So maybe that's where the prayer thing comes from. Just that focus and energy in someone that there is a connection to, or maybe even not. But there's an immediate response in you as a human. How could that not affect our colony, if you will, as human beings? I don't know. It's an interesting theory for me. They said that there was no lag time, no transmission time. The DNA peaks and valleys exactly match the peaks and valleys of the donor in time. The scientists wanted to see how far away they could separate the donor from his DNA and still get this effect. 
They stopped testing after they were separated, the DNA and the donor, by 50 miles and still had the same result. No lag time, no transmission time. So are we going to be those kind of people then that we can just like disconnect part of our DNA and go send it out to do stuff? You know, like futuristic, I'm going to send this part of me out. I've equipped it with the physical things that it needs, right? Grow it. And then it can go do my bidding, good or bad. Just saying, within a 50-mile radius, at least, they stopped testing at 50. That doesn't mean it's not capable of more. Yeah, but if you send your DNA out, is it going to be able to actually do things, or is it just going to feel what you're feeling? Let's see where technology goes. Because if it can feel what you're feeling, do you think it could take action based on those feelings if it had the the physical ability to do it? But here's the other idea with this, is that my children have my DNA. They also have their father's DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So if he's feeling something, wouldn't that in theory affect them because it's half? Ancestral, I think in my opinion. I think that stuff can carry over and reactivate certain genes so that you're affected by the choices and life experiences of your ancestors, whether you like it or not. So this would lead to the ancestral healing Stuff that we've kind of talked about individually. Yeah. Yeah, that generational healing of, okay, work through this, address it, feel it, let it go. Which might also explain why twins seem to have a certain... They do. A deeper connection. They do. That's so tested. they more directly they have, share that DNA. Yeah, that they same. share that DNA, that same kind of response. That's why a lot of twins report feeling pain when one is feeling pain. Whether that's the physical or emotional we aspect of it. should test that out. It. Jamie, come here. Let me punch you and see if your twin feels it. Let's see if Anthony's real upset about whatever time it is right now. (laughs) We'll test that out at home. Closer radius. The DNA and the donor had the same identical responses in time. The conclusion was that the donor and the DNA can communicate beyond space and time. The third experiment proved something pretty shocking. Scientists observed that the effect of DNA on our physical world, light photons, which make up the world around us, were obscured inside of a vacuum. Their natural locations were completely random. Human DNA was then inserted into the vacuum. Shockingly, the photons were no longer acting random. They precisely followed the geometry of the DNA. Wow. Scientists who were studying this described the photons behaving surprisingly and counterintuitively. They went on to say that they were forced to accept the possibility of some new field of energy. Mm. See, and if you can develop that field of energy and that technology, I mean, the possibilities are endless, I think. I don't know a lot about physics or, you know, quantum stuff, but if they can continue to study that, could they develop something that has possibilities we can't even dream of? We couldn't dream of 50 years ago, you know? I'm kind of excited for my own army to be built. Your own army? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been trying to build your kids into an army, but this might be more promising. To have your own minions that don't really have their own personality. It's just you. <laughs> it's the one side of your Gemini. <laughs> go, 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 friends. I need this done and I got stuff to do. So you go do it. The scientists concluded that human DNA literally shaped the behavior of light photons that make up the world around us. So when a new research was done and all three of these scientific claims were connected together, scientists were shocked. They came to a stunning realization that if our emotions affect our DNA 
and our DNA shapes the world around us, then our emotions physically change the world around us. Wow. That's such a deep concept. And something that we've touched on is the trouble that today's youth are having in managing emotions. I have gotten, I think, four or five emails because the kids go to different schools, right? Mm -hmm. Every single one of them and probably the district itself has sent out, what is it called? ASD? It's, or, I can't remember. Alpine School District is supporting emotional support for kids. More social workers. They reported on how many they hired, how many uh, psychologists. Mm-hmm. Like at the younger kids' school, the elementary, they're going to be there twice a week, twice all a week, day. Two days mm-hmm. devoted. All day. Um, there's just all kinds of resources becoming available for them to connect with their emotion because a lot of that's lost. They just don't have the ability. They don't have the coping skills. I was actually with someone recently. I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how they were saying, what do you want for your kids? Like ultimately, if you had one wish for your kids, what would that be? Uh, I think it was Jalen actually. And she said, well, I want them to be happy. You know, I just want them to be happiness is overrated. And that there's the key (laughs) in truth. Because there was another gentleman there that at the time she was like, eh, kind of disregarded it. But he said, I want my children to have the coping skills they need in yeah. life. Because happiness comes and goes for everyone. I don't care how happy you think you are. It comes and goes. But if you have the coping skills to get you back to a healthy place, that's how you have success in life. Yeah. You know? And having something to look forward to. According to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I love her. Yeah. So and she as was... a teaser for Thursday's episode, we're going to talk about entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah, So we're going to go, I think, a little deeper on this because the articles I wanted to share in that episode talk a lot about what you were just saying. So Yeah. It'll tie in. All right. So to finish this article off, it says, and not just that, we are connected to our DNA beyond space and time. We create our reality by choosing it with our feelings. Science has already proven some pretty mind-blowing facts about the universe that we live in. All we have to do is connect the dots. Hmm. That's so cool. And you know what thing connects the dots for me a little bit? is just a simple gratitude journal. And I have not been good at it. I haven't even opened it to see when the last date I put an entry in was. <laughs> I was really consistent for like a week. But having the having the opportunity to sit down and write out 10 things that I'm grateful for every day Mm -hmm. shifts my focus. And sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's my family again, because of some experience. Sometimes it's friends that are supportive. Sometimes it's the squirrel I saw running across the park, you know, (laughs) or a hawk. I love watching a hawk fly in the sky, especially as they're kind of looking for a meal, just low and soaring. I love that. So something like that I can be grateful for. Because not only is gratitude an energy-shifting emotion, science is showing that it rewires the neural pathways in your brain. Yeah. Gratitude does. And that, that you know, ties in with exactly what we're talking about. There's an emotional connection, and that's what drives your reality. So if you're focusing positive, if you're doing those activities, meditation, you know, gratitude journals, journaling in general about what you're feeling listening to the adult chair and not being afraid to sit in that emotion. Speaking of which, I just pulled it up so I can yes. share that. So 
Good segue. I didn't even know. I was waiting for it. So our friend, so we had posted on our Facebook page. Oh, I just clicked out of it. We posted on our Facebook page a post that says, trauma creates change you don't choose. Healing is about creating change you do choose. I love that. And so I had asked kind of like, what are people doing for healing? Like I need ideas. Yeah. And our good friend Mandy Greer said, I wish I knew. I'm not good at meditation or journaling, which kind of made me laugh. Because that's what made me think that's of it. To- I totally struggle with talking about that, journaling. Yeah. And I said, you know, I don't as well. And we talked a little about, about guided meditations. And so she asked if I had any recommendations. And you had recommended Michelle Chalfant, who does the adult chair, that she does guided meditations. Yeah, so on I looked YouTube. It up. They're yeah. so great. So I had looked it up and had started doing them. So then I, in this comment on the post said, I absolutely adore Michelle Chalfant. I've been listening to her podcast, The Adult Chair, for six months, so I'm used to her voice. She has a handful of guided med- meditations on YouTube. Not thinking much of it. Just and you posted to... a link because it tagged her in it, right? Yeah, it tagged her, and then I posted the link to the YouTube video so that... I hate when someone recommends something, I and I don't post a like, link. Like, I'm not going to go search for it. That's so <laughs> much effort. No, it's just easy to know you're looking at the thing that they were talking about. Yeah, it's just, yeah, nice that way. And so then Mandy said, thank you, and then... Michelle Chalfont came on and said thank you on the post. With two hearts With and two, two hearts. exclamation points. And my name twice. Aww. So, and it's from our personal account, too. We love Michelle. So, that was kind of like a celebrity moment. Like, I know. Meeting a celebrity on Facebook. Yeah, I feel like we're famous. Well, you're famous anyway. Because <laughs> you were the one on that thread. So but I love that. I just love that article because I always think about, you can walk into the room and feel the energy. Oh, yeah. And this just shows that our emotions, our DNA, literally change the energy, change what's happening around us. Yeah. So it's just another backup, scientific backed up claim for me that, oh, this is true because you can walk in and feel energy. You can walk into a situation without knowing anything and just automatically your body adapts to it. Well, and it'll be interesting. I know we've got an episode coming up on telomeres. And what those are, the aglet of our DNA. If you don't know what aglet is, look it up. That's when you can just look up the definition. But it's pretty cool because it'll be interesting to see how all of that ties in with how connected you can be based on those telomeres. You know, I wonder if there's a relationship, correlation between those two. So how do we teach this to your kids? Yeah, I got nothing. What are we asking about? <laughs> how do we teach about how their emotions, their DNA changes the world around them? Good question. I think for me, it starts out with giving them those coping skills. Because if you don't know how to moderate your own emotion and you're an empath, where you feel the emotions of others more intensely, then I think it's easy to be a sponge and have no boundaries that keep you safe. So you might end up feeling drained you know, you feel overwhelmed, anxious. Like Michelle just recently talked about feeling so anxious. Suddenly she's doing her morning routine, getting smoothie ready, and she feels so anxious and she realizes it's coming from her husband. She makes that connection and she goes, hey, is everything okay? He goes, yeah. She's like, all right. Now that I recognize it's because of that, I can take a minute or two to process through it. I offered help. He doesn't want it. That's okay. Right. Even if there is something going on that you can feel, you don't need to force it. So I think having the coping skills in the first place and then creating boundaries around how much connection you'll allow, 
because you can choose your emotions, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times they pop up and we're responsive, but I think there's, don't you feel like there's opportunity to choose how you feel about yeah, a think, certain situation? And if something happens, you'd have your initial just reaction, but then after that you can choose how you want to proceed from there. Right. Like so a- just... anger is a knee jerk reaction, mm-hmm. right? What is under that anger? Anger is a cheap emotion. I've also heard. So how do you get under that? And I think you find things that put your focus in the right place. Where energy goes, where focus goes, energy flows. Right? So that's why the gratitude journal helps so much, I think, because it shifts your focus to, okay, this might suck right now, but look at all of this that's amazing around me. I love it. That's it. That's, That's all it for, for today. today. That's all I got. Let us know if uh, you have any feedback on the episode. We love that. Rate, subscribe, review. It helps us. We also love Michelle Chalfant. We, yeah. My own personal friend. My best she, friend Yeah, now. she's your best friend now. <laughs> Can I tag along, please? Mm, I'll have to see how she feels about it. Mm, fine. She might be moving from Tennessee, apparently, yeah. now that her boys are in school. To Utah? Yeah, right? Utah's beautiful, I'm just saying. We've got she seasons. She outdoor stuff. Yeah, because where she's been in, I think, Nashville. Mm -hmm. She's from upstate New York, so she's from... Yeah, so maybe back up that way, I don't know. But the snow, (laughs) the snow. And we do have Utah snow, but maybe two places to live, snowbird style. Anyway, thanks for listening. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. Yes. We have tickets left for Paint Night with Faith this coming Saturday. I want to say it's 2 to 4, if I remember the time right. But it is on our Facebook page, Manny vs. Mommy. It is also on Eventbrite under Manny vs. Mommy. But come paint with us. I'm super excited to have my art therapy fill. I think it'll be really fun because I'm so happy with how my last ones turned out. Anthony actually did one with her pretty recently. What? Uh, mm-hmm. Faith? Well, not Faith recently. Faith, that's strike two. Not recently, but he has one in his room that I noticed the other day, and I thought, man, that's so cool. It changes every time I see it. It is just super fun and very therapeutic, honestly, to just check out. And we're so cool. You should come hang out with us anyway. So that's August 31st from 2 to 4, 5 maybe? 4 or 5, yeah, it depends. And 40, 40 bucks covers all of your materials. You've got your canvas, which we're doing a 16 by 20. It's a pretty good size one. Yeah, so think of a place where you want to hang it because it is a it is a good size, but it'll be super fun. Potluck style, bring some snacks. I don't know. It should be fun. I didn't know it was potluck. You just want snacks? You're telling people to bring snacks? Sure. I just want <laughs> snacks. Maybe I'm just hungry right now. It's fine. All right. We'll see you there. Bye.